Detroit themselves, it, it turns out, a, a pretty injured football team. Mm. Yeah, so their uh, their first injury report here on on Wednesday is uh, it's pretty busy. Uh, so TJ Hawkinson, uh, their starting tight end, has a foot injury. He did not practice today. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, their star second-year receiver, uh, didn't practice with an ankle injury. DeAndre Swift, their running back, is out with a uh, – or did not practice on Wednesday with an ankle and shoulder injury. Um, they have, uh, two of their starters on the offensive line did not practice. Uh, so they are at least offensively speaking, really banged up right now. Don't know if how serious any of these injuries are, if they are actually, um, you know, going to threaten their availability for the upcoming game. But I mean, you know, you look at St. Brown, who's off to a great start this year and he's been an absolute weapon for them. If he can't go, or if he's not at a hundred percent, and I mean, of course, everyone in the nfl isn't really a hundred percent but as the saying goes but you know if he's not at the best of his uh capabilities that would be pretty huge for the seahawks right because like they do a lot of really cool stuff with uh with saint brown oh yeah yeah he's a he's been incredible like he he broke some record for catching so many passes in so many weeks in a row uh and he's the kind of player who is a problem for Seattle because yeah. they can move him around so much, and it's like he can run the football well, out of the backfield. He can, yeah, he can do pretty much everything. Like, right. So it's hard to game plan for. They can just find a mismatch, and yeah, so that would be big news. They got DJ Chark, right? Is he? Yeah, and he yeah. was he was limited today. He was limited today oh. with a uh, ankle injury as well. So, uh, on top of Shark, I'm trying to think who else they have in their receiving core right now. I'm going to look it up. But they, um, I'm sure they have like one other guy that's like pretty good. Why do you do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's big news. Shark's more like a kind of outside type, uh, not really, mm. not really a move, movable piece. And, Jamal Williams has actually been pretty good in 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 sort of backup duty, and their their run game so diverse that and their O line's been so good that I'm not sure how much Swift being out matters if he is out. But oh yeah, Josh I mean, uh, Josh Reynolds uh, from the from the from the Rams. Ah, of course, of course, yeah. yeah. yeah Goff likes yeah. targeting him, in and he uh, also did not practice with an ankle injury. Wow, they're they're hurt. They're hurt. Hurt. That was a tough yeah. game. I was surprised they um they lost that one. Yeah, yeah, because didn't they get off to like what like a yeah. seventeen point lead or something? They like that? were they were up big and they went for it on uh, fourth downs and they were getting it and it was very vibey and then like I mean I was watching Red Zone but then suddenly you're like mm. what what happened here? So that's something to look back at and be interested in. So what do you think about uh Dan Campbell? What what what's your uh, what's your thoughts on old MCDC? Well, we have so much in common, right? Like mm. he wears a hat. I'm currently wearing a hat. Mm. Uh, You're both likes... completely unhinged. Yeah, both. Yeah, big time unhinged. I mm. enjoy a white Russian occasionally, and he mm. is like the dude, right? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other the other big thing is he likes coffee. I really mm. like coffee. Like I mm. really like coffee. I don't know if I'm as well, actually, that's not true. I definitely would do what he does. I, what was what was his order from Starbucks? Uh, it was like, <laughs> have you seen that? No, I don't think I have. What was you that from? Seen... Was that was that from Hard Knocks? 
No, no, it's before that. Uh, he no, has no. um, he has two venties of the Pike Brew uh, sponsored, plus two shots of espresso. Oh wow! So, uh, how how big is a venti here? Uh, I, I, I mean, like my kind of like my water bottle here. It's like taller than my face or taller than my head. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've been known to. Did this has this taken over? I, I believe it originated from New Zealand, but has the flat white taken over? Flat white. The flat white is. Flat is white that like coffee. oh oh oh? Actually, no. I think I have seen that. Now that you, yeah, yeah. right. I think I have seen that. See, I'm not oh. a coffee drinker. My wife is though, but I'm not a big coffee drinker. Couldn't be me. So the flat white <laughs> apparently uh, originated in either australia or new zealand but it's hotly disputed according to wikipedia which mm. is never wrong but then it suddenly emerged in the uk as like a phenomenon right mm. and that what is so nice about that is it is uh two shots of espresso right mm. rather than the original one uh with with milk now what i like particularly doing is adding a third shot of espresso to that and then having sort of five in a day, which is very exciting and sort of occasionally a bit jittery. But um, <laughs> so I, I'm kind of like Dan Campbell is what I'm saying. So, yes, I like Dan yeah. Campbell. The grit he's he's built into his, the program is noticeable. He's he's so uh, likable. Mm-hmm. He was really upset after their, their last game. He like put it all on himself. I think players respect that. Because with that sort of deal, it's kind of it's like a fine line between being uh, honest and accountable and and fun mm-hmm. to being like corny and like cringy and and bad but he actually seems like he can coach and when he was calling offense by the way their offense was kind of fun to watch so yeah and so there you go but i mean what do you think about dc well to me like you know you talk about the culture and for me it, it kind of reminds me of the early pete carroll seahawks where it was like okay they're building a culture there that's not like anything else in the nfl there's just like there's something that's different obviously it brings in elements of like other cultures and other you know whatever but like it's kind of dan campbell's world there and he just does things differently and he does not give an absolute you know what so it's uh it's awesome i mean i I love dan campbell i love all the crazy press conferences and i just i love it i love it you know i watched uh a little bit of hard knocks and like that team rules, man. Like they, like I, I honestly like. Obviously, I want to beat them on Sunday, but like they're a lot of fun. Like I've, I'm, I'm kind of pulling for them this year. Uh, they're, they're, um, like he just the way that he coaches, like and and the aggressiveness on the field. Like, what do you think about his on-field coaching? Like a lot of the going for it on fourth downs and well, stuff how cool like is that, that right? Yeah, like, and he isn't. I mean, he is a former tight attend, right? He's an offensive mm. dude, so perhaps that's a bit different. But I, I feel, again, what I said about how it can go wrong quite quickly. The perception of him was un- uncertain, right? And I think some people may have may have wrongly thought he'd make bad coaching decisions. But the fact that he's so aggressive on fourth down is awesome. Like he's gung ho. Um, Actually, what happened in this last game was that he he wasn't at the end, 
and he really regretted not being. But up until that point, but then, you know, it's fourth and three with Jared Goff, and you've already used up some of your fourth down things. So it's like, mm. but um, he was very uh, regretful, remorseful after that moment. But yeah, I, 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 he seems to be doing a really good job. And, and just going back to the culture thing, like you, you go from Matt Patricia, right? to mm. Dan Campbell like it's exactly what they needed because they're you know their their ownership position is very unusual and, and mm-hmm. kind of odd and the head coach is like even bigger part of like the image of that franchise and and also like the Lions have been through a lot and and yeah. uh yeah well, and you know we hear today like inevitably Pete Carroll gets asked about Conjay Diggs who obviously you know got traded for uh pittance under Patricia and mm. it's like, uh, wow! What, uh, what I don't think Quandre Diggs, a, a you know, a pillar of a locker room. Uh, uh, if anything, he's sort of the embodiment of the kind of player that Dan Campbell is yeah. looking for with the Lions now. So it's, it's come full circle. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's uh, like when you look at last year as well, and like they were awful, right? I think they only won like four games or something like that last year, but they just like they play like that's a that's a team that very clearly loves and respects its coach like yes. they were just you know they they weren't very good but they were giving it everything they had <laughs> you know and it's like you know they're just playing their their poor little hearts out basically you know and it's like i mean but that's what you want to see you know that's what you want to see you know from a from a when you're you know, cause that's such a huge part of being an NFL head coach. Cause you can have the scheme and everything down and all that, but you have to be able to build a culture, build a comfortable culture where people, you know, get along and like, you know, they actually feel empowered, right? That's what Pete Carroll's whole philosophy is built upon is making players feel empowered. And so you have to, I mean, at least from my perspective, that's the best way of coaching. Uh, that's the best way, you know, whether, no matter what sport you're in really, because you have to, you have to build a work because at the end of the day, this is a work environment that you're talking about. An NFL locker locker room is a work environment and you have to build a a work environment that, that people feel comfortable in. Yeah. And so Dan Campbell does that. Well, and you know, them not tanking them fighting for every blade of grass last season. Really? That was kind of a positive example for the Seahawks this time round. if thing you know why would you tank like tanking is so damaging to a culture now you can do it in a like look at look at what the Browns went and did where I mean, yeah that, <laughs> I mean some would say they they didn't fully see it through but um that was just crazy much more much more fun as a fan right surely to to root yeah. for a team where there's at least something and I know some like some of the Seahawks fan base is split over whether the team is doing the right thing currently. But for me, like it's so hard to to build a positive culture in the first place. And you know, it's 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 a thorny thing because culture's hard to like there's no metric for culture, right? It's well, hard and to guys, measure. And but... guys feel better about it when you actually, you know, give a damn. Like especially like oh, towards yeah. the end of the season. Like when you know like this is their right. livelihoods yeah. This is their, you know, this and they're going to be more excited the to them. They're more excited to get back. Yeah, where they're risking a lot. Yeah, more excited to get back. Like it's it's big. And once you've lost it, you can't get it back. Like yeah. it, you, you have to be building something. So again. yeah, you're more incentivized to to put the work in to get back. I mean, it's kind of like what we saw going from 2011 with the Seahawks and then going into 2012, 
right? Mm. It's like, you know, they kind of got on a little bit of a heater there towards the end, you know, weren't necessarily in playoff position, but they, you know, there was a chance there. There was a very outside chance. And then they rode, you know, they kind of rode that momentum into the next year. So, you know, that's, uh, I, I think that's kind of what we're seeing with the, with this Lions team right now. Right. Cause like, you know, they were, they were going for it there towards the end and uh, now they're coming out hot. They're two and one, right. Are they two and one or are they one and two? Surely they're know. not one. And so two. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, uh, we will be previewing the, the Lions game in a bit more detail. Yeah. <laughs> um, next, next, uh, well, tomorrow. But they, uh, yeah, no, they're they're one and two. They're one. That's and two. crazy because they don't feel like a one and two team, and they're often they don't feel a like a one and two team. And their defense yeah. plays hard. Like that's kind of wild. So a big mm. game because one of these teams is going to fall to one and three, which I mean, yeah, that seems tough on either of them. NFL is tough. 